The Last Word with Matt Cooper. But I want to turn now to The Last Word in Health with Dr Brian Higgins, GP from Galway Primary Care. And Brian, what I'm interested in is the use of over-the-counter medications that you might buy in a pharmacy or indeed in a supermarket to deal with things like colds or suspected flu, either for yourself or maybe for your children. I mean, do they actually work? Um I suppose it depends on your uh, definition of work. Generally, when we're talking about illness, we're talking about the what the person is experiencing, whether it's the runny nose, headache, fever, just general aches and pains and misery that comes with viral infections. And unfortunately, the vast majority of seasonal illnesses are viral, which means we don't really have treatments for them. All we can do is manage symptoms. And for the most part, we prescribe medication that works to reduce fever, and to reduce down some of those uh, chemicals called prostaglandins that make people feel unwell when they're feeling sick. Um, so, yeah, they can absolutely work, especially paracetamol and ibuprofen can really, really help reduce the pain in the muscles called myalgia that can happen with viral infections. A lot of people can get quite bad headaches with flu or sore throats and sore ears, and that can give really, really good relief. I, I used to work for a paediatrician years ago that said uh, calpollen time cures most things. Um, but when it comes to the other over-the-counter remedies uh, for coughs and congestion, uh, the jury is, uh, is out. Yeah, before we get to time. those, so from what you're saying, for a lot of things, it's not actually medication that will cure. It's providing relief, is it, while you're waiting for the body to readjust and make you better? Exactly. When we get these illnesses, they're generally viral. So somebody coughs and sneezes on us and the virus comes into our system. And as it replicates, our body starts a battle to try kill that virus. And what will usually happen is we'll get a little bit sicker over the course of about three days being sickest at the third day and then over that of the following kind of four to five days or seven days if it's a more severe illness we'll tend to get better and better and better as our body fights that virus and it's actually the uh, the battle between our immune system and that virus that gives us all the horrible symptoms that we have when we're feeling unwell. Using chemicals like paracetamol and ibuprofen, they reduce just how bad the, um, uh, the, the, the that battle makes us feel, if you like, uh, but doesn't necessarily or doesn't at all actually reduce the length of illness. It just makes us feel better while our body's getting rid of the virus. But presumably as well, particularly in the case of children, it will help also to bring down very high temperatures. Yeah, absolutely. And I have two small kids and there's nothing worse than when they're just absolutely miserable. And what we do is we provide symptomatic relief. And they can be helpful because... If we're giving uh, paracetamol and ibuprofen at adequate doses and the, the child, re- there isn't really any effect if that child is still having a very high temperature or very unwell, that actually can be a sign that there might be a more serious underlying infection like a bacterial infection in the throat, the ear or the lung. Now, what about things with decongestants in them? And the reason I ask about decongestants is that there were reports out of the United States recently from the Food and Dr- Drug Administration that some of them are a f- practically ineffective, that they've been in place for decades, but actually the knowledge is is that they do very little to actually help the person who's using them. Well, I, I run at the risk of getting myself in trouble. When you go into um, 
And like whether it's at the supermarket or the pharmacy and you look at what's there for kids with high temperatures. There's two products, there's, but there's paracetamol and, and ibuprofen. And the reason is that there's only two is because those work really, really well. Now, if you turn and look at the section that sells cough syrups, there's a broad range of them. And that's because not any one of them works particularly well. And what you can find is they might provide a little bit of symptomatic relief. Um, some of them are expectorants and make you cough a little bit more. And for somebody with a chest infection or COPD, they could be quite helpful to get up excess phlegm. Or some of them might just have a nice soothing effect on the throat, but they don't do an awful lot. And then there's the whole range of products called nasal decongestants, which are usually a form of um, ephedrine or pseudoephedrine. And what they do is they cause a constriction of the blood vessels in the nose. So for people who are very congested, we can use a nasal spray and it will effectively squash down all the blood vessels in the nose, reduce the blood flow and reduce the swelling so someone can breathe a little bit easier. But actually they have problems. So for patients who have maybe a condition called atrial fibrillation, where they're prone to an irregular heartbeat or patients who suffer with high blood pressure or prone to palpitations, it can actually bring on quite nasty symptoms for them. And even if people, and there's, I'm sure there's many people out there listening who've suffered with a, a runny nose for a long time and they've started using pseudoephedrine nasal sprays for maybe more than a few days and what can happen is they can get quite dependent on them so when you stop using we call it uh, it's got a very fancy name called rhinitis medicamentosum where the starting to use pseudoephedrine for a prolonged period of time can actually make your nose even more blocked I generally tell people to avoid them So could it be that for many things sort of things that don't require you to go to the doctor you just actually have to sort of sit it out and you can make a decision as to yourself whether you want to use these products or not but that if it gets much more serious and you have to go to the doctor they will then prescribe medicines that can't just be purchased over the counter Exactly and there are some people out there and they say look whenever I get a cough I find this particular cough syrup brilliant and I think that's absolutely fine they are all of those over-the-counter medications and pharmacies they're all absolutely safe the question is is just will they work or not and unfortunately for many many people they won't work and I do think if somebody's been sick for a few days and after 72 hours they're still getting sicker and they're not having a good effect from paracetamol or ibuprofen I think that's really the the time to start contacting your GP to see if it's maybe a more severe underlying infection that might need an antibiotic and just to finish, Dr. Brian Higgins, two other suggested remedies. A hot whiskey or it's uh, 7-Up that has been heated up and allowed to go flat. Do they work? And this, well, the 7-Up is, uh, when I when I worked in the Peter's emergency department, we gave kids uh, Ribena. Um, when kids are sick, like if, uh, I suppose as parents, we're always worried that our kids aren't eating enough, especially when they're sick. Uh, but if you've had a nasty flu or a bad cold, often the last thing you want to do is eat. So all we want to get into kids when they're feeling unwell is we want to keep them high hydrated and we can get a little bit of sugar into them brilliant if they'll take flat seven up ribena for kids who come into me with a sore throat i tell other parents give them ice cream you get a big smile from the kids and they'll rarely and if they say no to ice cream they're very sick but even then it'll get some fluid into them it'll get some sugar in them and it'll have a cooling effect on the back of the throat okay and what about the hot whiskey brian the hot not whiskey, for the children obviously but for adults <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a different conversation. The hot whiskey, generally, I I actually wouldn't. Um, alcohol generally makes us makes us feel worse for multiple reasons, and it's got a really pro-inflammatory effect. And a lot of the time, when we're unwell, or unwell from is actually the feeling of inflammation. So what happens with alcohol is it makes us not 
care um, because it's uh, it disinhibits <laughs> us. But it does actually. I will. It will. Uh, if you have a couple of hot whiskeys, I, I guarantee you'll be feeling worse. Doctor Brian Higgins, thank you very much for joining us on the Last Word on Health. The Last Word with Matt Cooper, weekdays from four thirty. Today.